drinks and uh and just kind of work through the problem uh as my co-host here today will tell you this is uh dale this is a little dice and of course the big trump of the the entire channel we got dave uh and we're talking quarterbacks today and right now dave is celebrating black history month because the screen went black um he's been doing that off and on since we've been starting to say oh there he is he's back there he is hey, i remember when putting up a black square was the height of being like with it man you were we appreciate the shout out day we appreciate the shout out i'll catch up any minute now just yeah i'll keep going i'll figure hey, it out. how you doing today brother i'm good man i'm good how y'all doing so uh, hopefully we are actually live on youtube at BS. I mean, does anybody know that we're live on YouTube, or are we just kind of? No, no, no one knows yet. You're gonna. I mean, find once out. it's live, it still saves as a video. This is uh, bad air. You're ruining our airtime right now. Yeah, I was just making points, just yeah. observations. That's what I do. I make observations. <laughs> you know, the first problem is when when we search BS and beer on YouTube, we don't pop up. We have to fix that, Dave. But I search BS and beer media. You pop right up and that's that's it right there so i'm gonna go ahead and tweak this thing out and let everybody know what's going on yes indeed so let's talk overall feelings about things have ended we, we were going into the uh the off season before the draft you know, we're doing a bunch of mock drafts. How are you feeling overall about the team? Let's start with you, Craig. Bad, real bad. Just just bad. Just yeah. wrap it up in a bow, throw it out the window, light it on fire. Uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I, it's, maybe it's quarterback. Maybe it's the no changes with the coaching staff, really, or at least on offense. Uh, I don't feel good at all. I've, I'm, I feel so bad that people like Dave are trying to tell me that it's better than I think it is. That's bad. <laughs> Ooh, man. Okay, well, Dave, how, how are you feeling? I mean, okay, so obviously there's two parts of this. You have your football brain and then you have your heart that wants you to believe that something's going to change. And and this is kind of where Craig goes because I always try to look at it from an analytical side. And look, the fan of me can convince myself of a lot of things. Like I convinced myself that, you know, Jameis Winston in the right situation – and, and right now, they've given us nothing yet to convince ourselves. We are literally running it back right now, and and it's a little uncomfortable. Now, it's early. The, the Derek Carr thing is still sitting out there. That could change a lot because I think a lot of people can convince themselves that Derek Carr could change a lot. There are a lot of good pieces on this team. There's, there's a lot of good pieces, and a lot of good pieces at important positions. You know, left tackle. Uh, we have some receivers now. Uh, you know, listen, the Kamara thing, running backs are really a dime a dozen. Now, Kamara was a special back. I don't know if he's the same back he was, or at least he's not used in the way he used to be used. So the loss of Kamara, is it really that big a deal? Uh, what else? Defense. We have two, what I would consider going into next year, we have two shutdown corners. I, I think that, that Taylor is going to be a guy that, while not shut down on the level of Lattimore, is going to be a number two that is just extremely strong. So we have the makings for a solid team. Now it's just a matter of the biggest and most important part. I don't care how good your team is. If you don't have a quarterback, you're not going to win a whole bunch. And and I'll use this, the 49ers. The 49ers had an outstanding team, and I think that most people, I think we all would consider it, if not the best, one of the best, and when it got to the point where you just didn't have anything under center, you can see that even the best roster in the league can't compete. So, okay. so Dave is pretty I mean, optimistic, I guess, about the roster as a whole. And Craig, you, you seem pretty down as a whole. I, I no, it, it's I not. Hit. It's I don't. I'm not down on the roster. I'm okay. down on the team, and team includes coaching. Is like like Dave said. All right. Center is solid. Right guard looks like it's solid. Right tackle's elite. Left tackle should be pretty good for a while, as long as he stays healthy. Uh, left guard's a question. You know, Pete comes back, he's serviceable, but gets hurt, you know. But that, that's one out of five you can fix. You can fix that in free agency. 
But if you is know, right tackle really elite because Ramchick? That, that knee situation, yeah, you you, sh- you shut your goddamn mouth. Uh, <laughs> you you go ahead and shut it, and you find a different channel to talk talk shit about my boy Ramon because Ramchick is a goddamn elite offensive tackle. Uh, in injuries notwithstanding, but I, I mean, Armistead played three games a year, and everybody called him elite. So fuck yourself. Uh, we have to put you have to put a, a language tag on this episode. Uh, but I mean, every receiver I don't like. We need a we need a possession guy. We are a Michael Thomas away from having a great receiver in core, and I know we're not going to have a Michael Thomas, so that hurts my soul more than it ought to. Uh, you know, D, really, we're a quarterback and a pass rush. We are a quarterback and a pass rush away from being a really good football team, and a quarterback and a pass rush are the hardest things to get. I, I'll throw though. Yeah. I, I'll make an argument with you for the sake of argument. If you're trying to put a receiving core together, having two big play guys, uh, to me, is is the good makings of a receiving core to find possession guys. Now, again, they're not going to be Michael Thomas in his prime, but I don't think you need Michael Thomas in his prime if you have a good, solid you know, couple of possession guys, maybe a tight end comes around, uh, you know, find a wide receiver somewhere. I think that the makings for the wide receiver core, I'm not overly concerned about. If all we had was a okay possession wide receiver, I'd be like, ah. But I think we have the important parts in place. So I'm not as concerned. I think we could fill the the void in at wide receiver pretty easily in the offseason. So how would you fill that void? You're looking at vets? Are you looking at the draft? Are you looking at both? Damn it, Dale. If you start asking those kind of questions, <laughs> I mean, here's the next thing. If we let's say this is all predicated because here's I think I'm I'm talking for Craig now, but Craig's talking for me is none of this matters if you don't have a quarterback. None of there it. it we is. can talk until we talk, talk all this nonsense until you have a quarterback. You have nothing. So let's talk if we have Carr, and we can go into I think we're going to do a quarterback thing a little bit later. So I think Carr can do it. Okay. So if we have Carr now, all of a sudden you could probably recruit a um a good solid free agent wide receiver but the problem is i know we get into the salary cap thing and if you don't understand how it works at the end of the day yes oh we're gonna but there is still a limit to that there's only so many people we can restructure so once Carr gets his let's just call it 35 million where are you gonna find the money because what did we see wide receivers decent wide receivers going for last year 10 million 12 million um no six million was like the the base um of, of any wide receiver signing a deal it had to be at least one year six million um so the so it was like two years 12 million for for most of those deals that was coming through so are, are you willing to give those those kind of deals for a wide receiver a veteran wide receiver it, it, and, it, and who are you talking about well and that's the thing is that i'm not i'm not yet ready to okay. talk about who and what i mean by that is i kind of ease my way into the offseason uh, I'm still learning all the players that are once you get past the top 100. Yeah. And when it comes to free agency, I'm not quite sure how I feel about anything yet as far as wide receivers go. But there's a world where maybe a guy like Landry, let's say we get Landry back. Maybe maybe we a have no choice. Landry. Well, yeah, and we assume mm-hmm. that while I never expected Landry to be amazing, he was obviously off all last year with with the ankle injury so let's say we get back a healthy veteran landry who could be that possession guy and we get him at a at a reasonable deal i i, I mean i think that with the receivers you have and you know you also have johnson who's uh kind of coming around as a tight end <clears throat> I, you know listen i know nobody's really happy with the other tight ends free agent i don't know the point is i'm not really the reason i'm not saying a whole bunch about free agency is because <clears throat> I'm kind of more concerned about how are we going to get a get a quarterback on our roster and b where are we going to come up with the money after we pay 35 million for a quarterback. So yes. yeah, to, to Dave's point, uh, tight for tight end, Johnson's a free agent, so we got to pay him even if he stays. And he had seven mm-hmm. touchdowns this year, so he's going to have other suitors. It does, but all of it, all of it has to start a quarterback. You could have a really, really, really good roster and no quarterback. You know, you are you're the New York Jets. The New York Jets this year were good at just about every position and had a bad quarterback, and look at the hell they are. Or okay. you can have a, a, a team that's pretty mediocre top to bottom with Patrick Mahomes, and they win the Super Bowl. Quarterback is the only thing that matters. 
let's let's challenge this thought because the Green Bay Packers would like to say hello to your to your thought. Aaron right? Rodgers you know, is not the Aaron Rodgers he used to be. I mean, the Jets trying to get him. Yeah, but a veteran. If the Jets get Aaron Rodgers, they go to the playoffs. Period. Yeah, a veteran quarterback like that, Aaron Rodgers, is not the same Aaron Rodgers that we all know and dislike. So Aaron Rodgers is a a shell of himself, but he's still a good quarterback. He doesn't carry a team the same way that he. But a good young team, I I could sit here and argue a little bit about. He's still top fifteen, right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not. I'm not trying to suggest that. But what I'm saying is, he's not the top four guy top five guy that he's always been uh one of the things you know now i'm gonna go into the wrong another area and i I need Mm -hmm. to stay focused here i think too that helps us because i do believe a guy like aaron Rodgers is the jets first option which which kind of and i think if Carr and his agent realizes that i think that helps us a little bit because everything i've heard is that he really does like the saints but he's doing his due diligence which you can't blame the guy so anyway so Aaron Rodgers, not top five anymore, but definitely top 15, top 12. I mean, you know, so uh, if I'm the Jets and I'm like, hey, it's a quarterback to put us over the top, I'm going after him. Well, most teams aren't going to have that top five quarterback. Oh, okay. So that's something. Top 15. What are are you talking about, top five? We just said top 15 quarterback. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, most teams got to play with that top 15 quarterback. And and this is what you have to use to, to make it happen. And so. We can lump in um, Carr and, and Rodgers to the same kind of group. Well, there was an article that I, I, yeah. I posted to our group, and uh-huh. it, it was ranking the quarterbacks. It had Carr ranked, what was it, 23? And I'm like, okay, you know what? Yeah. Okay, right. if I'm a Saints fan and we sign Carr, I'll start making arguments about everybody <laughs> after, like, number eight, right? Yeah. So is, is he better than Daniel Jones? Well, it depends on how your team's built, how you use him as an offensive line. But once you get to like number eight, what I realize is you have like two, maybe three, depend on health. You got Burroughs, you got Mahomes. Those two guys are in a class above everybody else. And matter of fact, I might even argue that is Burroughs in 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 Mahomes class. But then after I don't think that anyone's in Mahomes class. Uh, and I agree. I agree. It's just the guy like you just kind of <laughs> through the whole thing and then he'll just make some plays. I don't care if he flips it behind his back over his shoulder, hands it to it's, the ball boy and the ball boy scores a touchdown, it's whatever a cheat it takes. Code. It's a it's a glitch in Madden. It ain't right. Yeah. And so <laughs> but if you take it out like like really is uh is uh, uh I, I can go down the list of some of these guys and it's just like are they really the point is is not not everybody's going to have one of these top four or five guys. So everybody else is really doing the same thing. If you want to compete, problem is you always get one point or another, you're going to run into Mahomes and it's over for you. You know, and like occasionally, yeah, I'm a little tired. I, I drank too much last night and they lose a game or two, but it ain't often. And so the rest of the league is just trying to find a guy that fits into what they do, that can make some plays for them. And until we get that guy, we are one of the bottom 20 teams. I say bottom 20, 20 or below, you know? And so the next only argument is like, well, how much money are you going to spend towards the cap to have a guy that just keeps you average or above average? And, uh, you know, I mean, there's an argument to be made there, but so what, then you go draft a guy. Well, we're not in a position to draft a guy, you know? So we have to go find one of those guys. I call a, uh, what is it? A high ceiling underachiever. There's only a couple of those. And what if they don't work out? Then you write back. Somebody pointed out the Jets had two picks in the top five over the last five years, mm-hmm. and and they still looking for a quarterback. So, Well, let's talk about the, the 49ers. I mean, they, they made it work with a seventh-round pick rookie. And they, they ran their offense. Their, their offense looked the same. So he was not. I, I say I'd say he's probably not even a top fifteen quarterback. He's just a guy that can run their system, and they can do they can do things. You know what? You're right, Dale. So as soon as we install an elite offensive line one through five, an elite yes. running game, an elite play caller, Let's and the best defense that. in football, then we can run with the seventh round pick. So as soon as we install yes. all of those things, then we can go with it. Uh, okay, but, uh, uh, Craig, you might be exaggerating a little bit because you didn't mention an elite <laughs> defensive line, elite linebackers. Yeah, it, no, and some the best defense in backs. football. Yeah. 
up. Yeah, so. The Niners have the best defense in football. Oh, yeah, no, they can but win with Craig, the guy quarterback. Craig, yeah, once you have that in place, once you have that in place, they've still proven that if you get down to, like, quarterback number seven, yeah. <laughs> it's over, it's okay? It's too much it's, after it's, that point. <laughs> okay, so you got to go five, six deep on their quarterback depth chart. Yeah, I, I swear, Dale. I, it's like you don't even I know. watch the games. I, don't I know. <laughs> I know because, listen, everybody, everybody's thinking this way. And this is why I'm saying it's flawed because everybody's chasing after that that one thing. It's and it's hard It's hard to get it. We, we've had GMs get fired many, many times because they're trying to get that quarterback and they're trying to build that way. And it, it doesn't work. It, it doesn't happen because you can't find that guy. That guy is so what hard to find. What do you mean find. it doesn't work? Guys like mm-hmm. Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees and Russell Wilson, they don't win Super Bowls. It doesn't work. No, that's, not, that's not what I'm saying. The hell are you that's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. What do you what the hell is you sound crazy? You're crazy. <laughs> I'm crazy saying I I'm saying going chasing after a quarterback as like the answer to everything, I think it's a flawed way of thinking. If we can build a team, let's build up a team oh, okay. like the 49ers did. Okay. I, unlike Craig, unlike Craig, I don't think that what you're saying is insane. I think that mm-hmm. let's build up a team. Here's the next problem. To have a team like, let's say, the 49ers, you have to get a guy like Joey Bosa. That's almost as hard as getting a quarterback. Like, you have to have a guy that when he rushes the passer, he beats his man eight out of ten times. We talked about this. A good defensive end wins maybe three reps in the entire game. Joey Bosa wins – six out of 10 reps and the point is they have to double them. They have to do all kind. finding a guy like that to make your defense next level is, is almost impossible. So then on the same side, as soon as the saints look at how many first round picks we spent on the offensive line and our offensive line is still not, we're not dominant. We're not, we're not dominant. <clears throat> so we've missed on some, some took a little bit longer to develop. By the time, let's say, Ram, uh, not Ramcheck, but uh, Ruiz gets up to speed and he finally started turning the corner. Well, Ramcheck's starting to have some knee issues. And and uh, now turn your mic off or uh, ear, uh, audio off there, uh, Craig. Ramcheck is starting to have his issues. How long is he going to be around before it's like his <laughs> knee problems force him out of the league? So you can turn it back on now, Craig. And so, <laughs> you know, like, so the point is, is that it's not as easy to just build the team and then you're fine because people try to do that all the time. Every team tries to build their roster. Nobody's out there like, no, 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 no. Don't draft nobody good till we get a quarterback. So while I do understand what you're saying, but it's not as easy as just, well, do the other thing. And the key to it more than anything is you got to get them all. That's you win Super Bowls when you either get a great quarterback or you build a great team and you get a pretty damn good quarterback. Right. And, and it's Dale. You, the the 49ers themselves disagree with you because how many first round picks did they spend to get Trey Lance to fix their quarterback position? So even the yeah. team you're using as an example is telling you that you're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> say, say what you want, but they put the seven round quarterback in and it worked because of the team. It Not didn't he work. Was so, so great. They ain't sitting at home with a ring right now. You know what worked? Having a quarterback. So uh, okay, so work have to mean you you win you win a uh, Super Bowl is is that the only way it works? If you're the 49ers, Super Bowl or bust. If you are a team that that's that is that stacked and that loaded, you think the Eagles think it, this year was successful? They should. They don't because they want to win a goddamn championship. You should think that that's the goal every year. Okay, so if I mean yeah, of course that's the goal, and and but you you can't. You can't think that every team who doesn't win a Super Bowl is just a failure of the year. That's 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 flawed. Oh, he's doing that negotiating thing where he just stays silent and first person to talk loses. So okay. just, it's a stare <laughs> down. It's a stare down. Dave just lost. Now, I, I, all right. So there, I there's definitely two ways to go. You have a great quarterback and you build around him, or you have a great team and you have a quarterback that's good enough to get it done. Our team is not good enough to drag a seventh-round pick to the promised land. We need at least a mid-range quarterback. We don't have that right now. That's why oh. you need to go either you either either to hit in the draft or you need a guy like Carr. <laughs> I just want to say I agree with that. That's that right there. That. Okay. So I don't disagree with everything you say, 
having said that, you have to have something. Okay, maybe we get too caught up into talking about Mahomes or the 49ers. Okay, that is the two exceptions to the rule. Two, a team that is just elite almost everywhere. And then Mahomes that you can take an average team and he'll beat you. So let's take those two out of the equation. Then you have the rest of the league. So unless we plan on building an entire team, in other words, we'd have to have this draft hit on everybody like we did in 17. Or we got to get lucky and draft, you know, uh, a hooker in the second round and his knee gets great and he turns out to be every bit the quarterback he was in college. And now all of a sudden we lucky. There's something in between. It's a combination that works. But having said that, the problem is, is that you can do that and you're a good playoff team and then you lose in the you know division round. So what, what you can have you can have a great roster and no quarterback and be the Jets. Or you're gonna have a good quarterback and a bad roster and be the Chargers. I mean, you can't have just one or the other unless that one is the Niners and Mahomes. Right. I I mean I think that's a fair way to generally look at it. And so the Saints. The Saints actually have a decent roster. They have a solid roster. I don't want to over-exaggerate how good they are. I do think, and maybe I'm contradicting myself because I just got finished saying we spent all these first-round draft picks on an offensive line, and they haven't been great. And now I'm thinking, well, they'll just be great next year, you know. So maybe there's, maybe we just have good players and they're not elite. It's a top seven or eight offensive line. It's not a, it's not a bad line. It's not even a midline. It's. As long as it's not ravaged by injuries like it has been recently, that, that's the, the, the key. Line is top, top that, that's the league. key. The problem is at least you mentioned top it. ten, in my opinion. And you mentioned it that you have Pete, and you might as well just take whatever undrafted free agent that you're going to put in his place, and figure that you're going to run 10, 12 games with that. And that's to me why when he's healthy, he is a good, solid offensive lineman. When he's not, and he's but he's out too much, and like I'm tired of every he gets back, and you finally say, oh, okay. He's back. And then he'll get hurt in that game. And he's just like, we need to find somebody to replace him. And then I do I got think a question. that the offense... I got a question for you. Go ahead. I had a question for you about that. Say he's a cap casualty. They figure out a way to not have to pay him, and Pete's gone. How Do you feel comfortable with Hurst as our left guard going forward? He's played inside it before. He started there week 7, week 18, whatever it was. Do I think he, he can feel it admirably? Yeah, but... Like the thing about Hurst is the way he's built. I don't think he gives you what you need in the middle of the offensive line in a running game. And yeah, he's, he's not a mauler. He's, he's, he's just not going to get much movement. He's a tackle. He's the long and he's lean. And while he'll get in front of guys, he's athletic. He's already not known as a as a run blocker. He's not like a, he's a good pass blocker. But now you're going up against against a different type of guy that's going to try to get up under your pads and push you back to the quarterback. I don't think that he would. I think he'd be fine, but if you're you're really looking for a guy who's going to give you what you want in both areas of the game, I just don't think he's physically built the way you'd want an interior offensive lineman to be built. And that's just my humble opinion. You're more of an expert in that area than I am. Yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right. And the most frustrating part is with what we think, uh, what we think our left tackle Penning is going to be. The best player to have next to him is Pete, but a healthy Pete. Right, and that's. So such a rare thing that if you if you could tell me, hey, you're going to have 17 games of a healthy Pete next year, I'd tell you we're going to the playoffs because that's a strong left side of the line. You're going to run the ball down people's throats with that. And one of the guys that I keep in these little mock drafts that I'm doing is uh, I see Cyrus the virus and the, uh, the guard from Florida. <laughs> He's taking out reference? more defensive linemen than the COVID virus did too soon. <laughs> No comments. I'm going to get kicked I, off YouTube. We're like on YouTube. To... You can't say that kind of shit right now. Oh, true. oh wait. True. Oh, we, we'll get demonetized. <laughs> oh, we true. just got banned. Oh, we just got banned. <laughs> well, I think that, that that he's the kind of guy paired up. But I'm basically saying what you're saying. If we had a healthy Pete or a, a healthy you know, Cyrus, and I don't even know his last name. I can't remember his last name. I just know Cyrus. I'm like, that dude's got to be a mauler. Um, you're going to run the ball behind him. And, uh, and I like that. I like our chances. I like how we perform with, uh, with those two guys on the field. The only thing is I'm just done with trying to project Pete to be healthy for any amount of time. So if, if you're, um, if you're talking to the owner, Gail Benson, you're, you're sticking with the same strategy of, uh, we're all in, 
<sighs> okay, do you have to be? I mean, I don't think you have to be all in. And I hear that all the time. It feels like it's either all in or, you know, uh, or, or, or we, we're Torrance. Osiris we're, we're, Torrance. Torrance. Florida. That's right. We're either all in or we're just gonna we're just gonna give up and we're gonna we're gonna get the first pick of the draft. First of all, our roster is too good to get the first pick in the draft. And people keep talking about the quarterback from South Carolina, uh, uh, USC. Uh, what is it, Williams? And we ain't getting that yeah, guy. Yeah. That like, look at uh, the best way is to look at the Panthers. They fired their coach. They fired their quarterback. They did something else. Like three major things, and they still pick a ninth in the draft. You know what I'm saying? It's like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Traded a superstar, their best player. I mean, if in the NFL, if you're going to say you tank, that's as close as you come to tanking. And they still drafting ninth, and they're like, God, I hope that maybe one of the quarterbacks that's a high ceiling guy might fall to us who is no guarantee like Levitz, you know what I'm saying? I'm not high on Levitz. He has all the tools, but I don't see him as being a successful quarterback. I mean, he could, he could, I, what do I know? I just watched him play at UK. He, he didn't look that good to me. He, yeah, he got a strong arm. He's a big kid. And, and so you can't get a quarterback at nine. So what are we going to do? We're not going to, we're not going to tank. So the point is there's somewhere in between where you keep trying to win and you get a guy like Carr, and then I think they they just can't do what they did during the Breeze era and just not try to get better at the quarterback position. I have okay. – are we talking quarterbacks yet, or are we, we waiting? We're talking everything. We're talking everything. Okay, yeah. so my, – my only, my only comments on that about going all in or rebuilding is you can kind of see which teams are doing it now. You see mm-hmm. that the Saints are going after Derek Carr – they're active, looking at quarterbacks, and the Buccaneers are eating the rest of Tom Brady's salary and sitting on it. And they're cl- very clearly rebuilding. They're planning to have a bad year this year, and we're going at. I, I, I it's a difference of, of philosophies is whether you whether or not you think you're in a better position to win win the, your division and challenge for a championship later, or if you think that they're vulnerable now and you go for it now. Uh, the Saints, uh, like myself, clearly think that the that the division is vulnerable now, and you want to go after it now. Panthers are thinking a couple years down the road. You can see that with uh, building their their coaching staff. It's going to take a little while for them to all click. You know, you're not going to come out the door with all these new guys and and blow everyone away. Uh, depends on what they do with quarterback, obviously. But it looks like the Buccaneers are rebuilding. The Panthers, brand new everything. They might need some time. The Falcons will always be terrible because they're the Atlanta Falcons. Now is the time to strike. Now. You go, you pay what, whatever Derek Carr or Jimmy Garoppolo, whatever they need, you pay them and you get a quarterback that can make that can win playoff games now. See, here's the thing to add to what, what Craig is saying is we have Lattimore now. We have Ramchek now. We have, go down the list, we have Cam Jordan. We have too many good players that are in the prime of, the, on their second contract what do you, I mean, if you've given up, then you got to trade those guys. you got to get them out of the building. Because I'll make an argument that part of the reason why we were so bad early in the season, there's a lot of arguments to be made, but I'm going to say that part of it is they talk about culture, right? A winning culture. You hear that all the time, Dale? Winning culture? Yeah. yeah. What happens when you get guys who win and are used to winning and want to win and they lose? They pout. They, oh, this is some bullshit. We can't do that, y'all. And they all upset about it. They freaking out. They, you know, they, they getting mad at this guy. They pointing fingers at this guy. Got to get his head up his, out his ass, and and it causes some. So what you have to do is you have to get rid of those guys, and and let them go to teams that win, get something back for them, and get you a young team. Well, the problem is there goes all your culture. There goes all the winners yeah. out the door, and you're bringing in a bunch of guys that don't know how to win, and okay. you hope you can teach them how to win. Yeah. And then after you get them to like their second or third year, then you go sign some guys from other teams who are washed up because they came from a Super Bowl, teach them how to win, right? So it's this catch-22 with this roster. We either need to purge it, which is not going to happen, or we need to try to win. Because these guys are not, I, I, I'm, I'm, I hope you get what I'm saying. They're not losers. They're not used to losing. They're not trying to lose. They're not happy with bringing in a guy like even a rookie, which I'm not saying I'm opposed to, but they, they see you getting a rookie. They're going to be like, oh, hell no. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> it, it's, it's a tough spot, man. We are not in a position to tank, man. We just have too many good players on their second contracts and Cam Jordan types and uh, 
um, uh, name escapes me, the, the, our linebacker. Um, geez, Mario, Mario Davis. Davis. Yeah, Davis, Davis. You know, he's a good guy, but he don't want to lose. Like, he's too good and too far along in his contract or in his career to to lose, you know, to rebuild. So what are we going to do? You, you owe it. You owe it to the Cam Jordans and the Mario Davises and the Marshawn Lattimores and all these guys. You owe it to them to go for it now. You owe it to this fan base that has been so close so many times with meaningless miracles in Minnesota and uh, epic screw jobs by the refs and push-offs by tight ends in the playoffs and shafted by a Jared Cook fumble. In the, you, we, you can't just, well, well, we, we were pretty close for a while. Uh, you know, I guess uh, our coach is gone, our quarterback's gone, let's just fold up shop. You have to go for it now. There's an opportunity now. This roster, I know you guys disagree with me as you know, I'm, I'm the optimism, sunshine, bullshit guy, but you put a, a mid average, average to good, and I think, I think Carr is closer to good than average. If you put an average to good quarterback on this team, you can win playoff games, you can be a contender, you have a chance to do this city proud. And while you have that chance, you need to take it. You don't know when this chance will come again. I agree. I agree. I, I just think, I think we're too deep into this to to talk about tanking or being bad. Now, having said all that, I will say that from this, from the end of the season to now, uh, you know, I've kind of let some of that bad taste in my mouth wash away. And by the end of the season, you know, I'm not one to jump on the coaches and, oh, this guy, I don't know how to call plays. And I mean, by the end of the season, I, I was pretty much convinced that they were clueless. And, uh, and there were a lot of things that just, just, you know, I, I can go down the list of things. The Tampa Bay, where you end up putting, um, you end up putting a, a, deep, a Debo in single coverage, let him score a touchdown, and then, like, then you turn around. Oh my God! Okay, Ingram running out of bounds. Is what you're talking about? Well, no, I'm not talking about <laughs> the players. I'm talking about bad play calling, yeah. offensively. Then I'd say, man, man, it's not as the fault, slant man. to Callaway. Oh God. You you put guys and you you just simply say to yourself, I have no confidence in the quarterback, so we're gonna be conservative. Let me, I did a little thing. I was basically looking at Carr and I watched a couple of his games, and uh, I know you guys know this, but to our listeners, I'm gonna I spent a lot of time doing this, so I'm gonna brag about it a little bit. So I decided I said, man, I watched a game where Carr made three plays in the fourth quarter that won that game. He he made a solid throw. He made a completion. He ran for a first down. He made three plays that led to them winning. So I said to myself, how many plays did uh, Andy Dalton make? Or how many plays did he make to win the game or to hold a lead? So I went back and looked through the play-by-play for all the games Andy Dalton started. And here is, and I went backwards because I started the Eagles game. Just the fourth quarter of all the games Andy Dalton started. Four plays punt. Three plays punt, five plays punt, two play drive touchdown, which was after a, a, a four and out or, you know, t- turnover on downs. Then the Browns, fourth quarter, six plays punt, three plays punt. Atlanta, three plays punt, three plays punt, seven plays punt, turnover on downs. Rams, seven plays field goal, three plays punt, three plays punt. And then the Raiders, it was all running games, so there's nothing to put on anybody. Same thing with, uh, with the Rams and Seattle. Uh, I think I said, I'm sorry, I said the Rams, but the Raiders in Seattle, was, it was just all running game. And so what I'm saying is that yeah. Andy Dalton, bless his heart, was either put in a position to not make a play. In other words, they made him be conservative, run the ball on third and three, or he made mm-hmm. no plays to either hold a lead or keep a lead or get a lead in a game. And and quite frankly, that's just not, you can't win like that. So now... yeah, Remember these games where... Um, we had drops and stuff when, you know, Andy Dalton was actually yeah, yeah. getting the ball to him. I mean, maybe those are some of those games too. Well, okay. Yeah, be, because if, if you're consistently hitting your guys and you're playing well on offense and you have a good scheme and you have a good quarterback, you can recover from those drops. You, you drop a, a ball on second and 10 that would have been a first down, but you still have third down. Or you have the situation where what we had is Dalton would make one out of his good five throws and that one would get dropped. And we're like, well, okay, well, the other ones he just missed – so it doesn't matter. Like you needed to be perfect on the ones he did hit because everything else wasn't working because the play calling wasn't there because the the accuracy wasn't there because the arm strength wasn't there. The the quarterback the trust playing calling was not good enough. Okay, 
So while I do agree, Craig and I come to the same conclusion and we see things slightly different. I don't think Andy Dalton's horrible. I think he is what he is. I think he's a backup quarterback at this point in his career. But here's the things. I don't blame it all on Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton was dealing with basically two rookie wide receivers. So how much of the play calling had to do with lack of trust in the wide receivers? Um, how much of it had to do with the offensive line being banged up so much? How much of it had to do with Andy Dalton's Andy Dalton? So my point is, whether it's Andy Dalton or the offensive play uh, calling, we had a lot of issues to deal with that weren't all Andy Dalton's fault. Having said that, it didn't get done, period. It didn't get done. So do look, we look, think... Look, guys, guys, I, I don't hate Andy Dalton. I'm not blaming Andy Dalton. Hates Andy, Andy Dalton. Dalton is a, Andy Dalton is a serviceable backup. I don't want a backup. I want a starting quarterback to start for my football team. I don't think that's outlandish to say. I don't think it's crazy to say I want a starter to start for my goddamn football team, Dale. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just... I'm just not the 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 crackhead that's like, ooh, quarterback, you know. That's no, you're the guy who wants to to trot out Todd Bowman and Aaron Brooks and just hope that's good enough. Well, Dell, let me ask you though. Okay, so you keep saying these things. Uh-huh. I like Aaron Brooks. Who do you want to be your quarterback? Who's your quarterback? Who's your guy? I mean, right. okay, not Carr. Who's it gonna be? Right. My 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 deal is let's, let's draft. Let's draft somebody for sure. Now, whether that be the second round, first round, whatever it may be. Again, I don't care who it is at that point. But but you're you're just going to waste a draft pick on someone who's not good enough to be drafted for a quarterback. There's a reason you need to have a higher pick than that. No, not necessarily have to draft a guy at 29. It could be first round, second round. I don't don't care what they're in the board. Oh, because a guy at 40 is is as likely to hit as 29. What are you? I need a rookie quarterback at some point, right? I will sign any vet. I don't really care who the vet is, honestly, and that's going to be my bridge. Look, if I if I had my so you pick, want you want to tank this, you want to waste the last no. year of Alvin Kamara's youth. You want to waste Marshawn Lattimore. You want to waste the maybe the last year that we have Cam Jordan. You want to waste the last year of Demar Davis. You want to waste all these players. You want to send them to the door. You want to say, hey, we're going to trot out fucking Baker Mayfield and hope that we he can train up the young guy that we just drafted in the third round, and this year can just get fucked. Hey, hey, you fans, hey, you guys that are going to buy tickets, we ain't winning this year, so don't buy, don't come. Wait, we're, we're just phoning this one in. You want to tank this season. and ro- This is New Orleans. How long were we the ain'ts showing up with bags on our heads, not selling out the Superdome? This fucking fan base needs winners. You need, you know, less than winners. You need effort. And the, just to say, oh, well, I'm going to go draft a rookie and I'll get any vet. Don't matter who, just some bum up the street. I don't give a fuck. That's just, that, it's disrespectful to people who, who wake up every day thinking, breathing, and living Saints football and say, oh, fuck you guys. We're going to take this year off and hope we're better later. And hope you're better later. Because what if that second round pick, what he don't per, tan, he don't pan out? You drafted somebody, uh, it doesn't work. Uh, hooker's knee never, never gets back. Oh, so now we're looking at the next three, four, five years of garbage football and losing this fan base because you don't want to pay a quarterback. Get the fuck out of here. So we were like uh, minus $50 million on the cap right now because of the thinking, hey, we, we need to win right now. And so we've been we've been kicking the can down the road with the cap. That's, and that's, that's the predicament we're in. So what, what, what we're trying to do uh, right now, with the most right. cap space in the NFL is the Chicago Bears. What the fuck have they done in the last 10 years? You want to be the Chicago Bears? That's what you want to do? Because I don't want to be the Bears. So I, I lied, Dave. Doing, I didn't get drunk. Now, now I'm just angry. What we're going to end up doing right now is doing what we've been doing, uh, kicking the can. We're going to convert roster bonuses uh, so that way we can spread out the cap, uh, the cap hit every year and we've already started that process we we did it with may but really look at what we're going what we're going to end up doing we're going to have to do it with cam jordan we shouldn't be touching his contract just, just say it just say it you want to waste the last year of cam jordan and Mar davis you don't care about them you don't care about us trying to win while while the division is is weak you don't care about uh, making the playoffs you don't care about any of that because some cap nerd told you we 50 over you want to draft somebody you want to you want to sell yourself on a lotto ticket pop pipe dream of a second round quarterback <laughs> Well, right now, what we're what we're saying is everything has to hit. Draft picks have to hit, right? 
because we we, we need player draft picks have to hit not only do draft picks have to hit, we have to go get this quarterback to go out here and save us right so you, you need you need money for him and all that stuff clear all that stuff out we get that guy all right so now we also got to go and get some free agents to come in and we already minus 50 in, in in the cap man like you you have to have all those things hit in order for this super bowl to hit what, like what you're is, saying what is all this all this stuff we got a running back all the stuff i just named we, all the stuff i just named and the quarterback I, 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 right here right here these guys hitting all those guys in the draft we get a running back getting free guys we get a, a that's all things those are things i named we get a pass rusher we're good there we signed Derek Carr. we good that's four players i just fucking said we need four players through a draft and a free agency process, oh, we're 50 million over the cap. How long do you think we'll be 50 million over the goddamn cap? Do you, think, you don't think Mickey's gonna fuck around and find some money somewhere? <laughs> he just he's just gonna punt. Yeah, yeah I, I said we, we just converted uh, Marcus May's contract. Um, we're gonna do the same thing with probably McCoy. We're gonna probably have to touch Cam Jordan's contract, Lattimore's, uh, Ram check. They're already discussing Ram checks right now. Um, Pete. I think I think we'll have to end up doing this contract again because if we if we just cut him or trade him, we got to pay him because of all the stuff we've already done with his contract. It's better to have him, so you might as well do the conversion if you're going to go this route. Yeah, I, I was having such a good day. I was in such a good mood before I got on here and had you tell me that we got to go 0-17 next year and just roll the ball out and go home. There's no point in even playing next year because maybe we'll be good year after next. Okay. Thank you, Dale. That was an excellent contribution. I heard what I said at all. So go ahead. I play ball. All right. I I am a I am in the locker room kind of guy. I do not want to just. Oh well, you know we're not going to be good enough this year. We'd have to have too many things go well. So we're just going to fucking call it. I'm not that guy. I'll never be that guy. I I want to go out there and fucking compete. And I guarantee you, those guys in that locker room don't want us to just fucking throw up the white flag either. It's bullshit. Tanking is bullshit. And fixing the cap and, oh, stop kicking the can and getting everything on it. That's what it turns into. That's what it is. It's tanking. It's choosing not to try and win. Two things. If you you rework the cap and you go after free agents, that's trying to win. Craig, two things I learned. Yeah, I've heard of FAFO, which is fuck around and find out. Now I guess we got fuck around (laughs) and find it. So we got FAFI that Loomis does to find that money. He's going to fuck around and find it. <laughs> Two, you talked about Kamara uh, wasting, but I don't believe he's going to waste a season. I think the Nevada Penal League will have All a right. fine running back, and he'll have an excellent season <laughs> gonna do it. there the in, the fall, in the fall league. Yeah, so uh-huh. so anyway. Well, he's going to be right. a year older when he comes back. So That's let's talk is. a little bit about this. Okay, so – should we, should we, shouldn't we? It's not always up to us. And in this situation, we may not get cars. So then what is our next option? And this is kind of what I wanted to talk to you about 45 minutes ago. But what is our next option? Okay. And I, I think that option would, I, I don't know if there is, in my humble opinion, another option after Derek Carr. I, I don't want Garoppolo. I don't want Mayfield. Now, I'm not saying that we might not end up having to settle for Mayfield for $10, $15 million, um, but because I don't think he's even free agent-wise on the same level as Garoppolo, but I have no interest in Garoppolo and the eight to ten games he may play for the team that he signs for. Oh, so So, it's injury concerns. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm not a big fan of his anyway, but i got to be honest, there are times where I watched him play, and and he's he's a good quarterback, but – he is always injury. That's like, oh, let's get guard. Uh, let's get Pete. He'd be a great guard for us. He's really good in the run game. Okay, for for eight games, nine games. So to me, the next option would be, and I know you're gonna love this, but I have my two uh, high high ceiling underachievers in in uh, Tanner McKee, and he's my guy that I, I already believe <laughs> that by the time the season rolls around. The, the people will find out that he's he's a he's a late first round pick, and the Saints may not ha- even have a shot at him at twenty nine. He if this was the nineties, and you know I don't like to live in the past. Y'all know I don't live in the oh, past. Yeah. Oh yeah, he does not live in the past. But if this were the nineties, you know late nineties, <laughs> early two thousands, he'd be a top ten pick. Uh, he's he's not the most mobile guy, 
but he has he gets rid of the ball quick. He's very smart. He has a strong arm. He's 6'5", 230. Um, and I think that I think that would be the closest thing to the Saints option of keeping like Andy Dalton, Craig's favorite, and then having a bridge to the future and hope that he pans out. That's my thought. So give up on this year. Cool. Got say it. That. I already um, said don't don't um, don't try that with me. I said if no the look, other options look, don't if work. If we if we draft a rookie, I'm on board. No, no, okay. No, no, try this a different way. What do you do if we don't get car? Let me put it that way. See, I, I like Garoppolo's game. I, th- I think he could be really good in this offense. Uh, health is obviously a concern, and hopefully that drives the price down. But I would be very happy if we got Garoppolo because I'm one of those guys who just assumes that injuries, you know, they happen, but they're not, you know, systemic. They don't, they're not going to happen again. I'm wrong because we got guys like Armstead and Pete that are yeah, that hurt every year. So I'm stupid for that. But I, I, I want to give a guys a chance. You know, I, I don't want to just write them off that they're not going to play. Um, I don't hate Baker Mayfield nearly as much as you guys do. I think he could win a couple games. He'll lose more games than Dalton would, but he'll win more too. Uh, but I think they're kind of similar class. So you don't pay him more than you would a Dalton. Uh, if 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 you don't if you don't get Garoppolo, if you don't get Carr, and you're stuck, if you're going after the the Baker Mayfields, then yeah, you got You got to spend your first round pick on a quarterback. Damn. I would pick Hooker that high because I don't think he's there at forty. I think someone's going to fall in love with that talent. I if of the guys in this draft, the guy I want most is Hooker, and I don't think he's going to be there in second round. Dale, I think you got if you want Hooker, you go first round. I feel like you have some thoughts on the matter. You want to share with us? <laughs> I mean, I'm not in love with Garoppolo. Um, I'm, I'm I'm not a Baker Mayfield fan at all. Like I, I consider him on that same level as Andy Dalton. So I'd rather have Andy Dalton. I'd rather have Andy Dalton at that point. So, um, listen, if I Dave. had my point, if I had my choice, it'd be Jameis Winston, and we, we'd actually uh, give him an actual. Can we talk about Jameis? Dave? Dave, under your head, Dave. Do you go? Do you want you get either Andy Dalton or Baker Mayfield? Who's your starting quarterback week one? Okay, and there's a reason for this answer, and the answer is, I'd rather take the unknown and hope and have hope that maybe some <laughs> some great stuff would happen. So the answer is Baker Mayfield. Uh, and I don't dislike I don't dislike Andy Dalton at all. I, I I appreciate everything he did this year. I thought he played as well as we could have hoped for him to play. But I would be like, matter of fact, just today because I'm a junkie like that. I watched the Raiders and uh, and the the Rams play a game. It was like week 13, mm-hmm. and uh, and Baker Mayfield. I'm like, go Baker, you know, like first <laughs> game, just threw him in there three days, and he's yeah. balling, man. Right, right, he was and, balling that game, and so. Just hope. I'm telling you, the biggest thing that we miss right now is hope. The reason, give us a draft. We'd be like, oh man, that defensive tackle in the fifth round, and he's going to be a baller. His RAS score was 9.3. So that's what we do. We're going to talk ourselves into anything that that happens for sure. (laughs) No doubt. And I would just just rather see some kind of uh, vet come in there. Just you know, give me a no-name guy, man. Let's let's just roll with this guy for a year or two, and and let's draft. And I, I want I want to draft the quarterback, you know, somewhere within the first four rounds or something like that. But I also would get me a a, a rookie free agent because right now I'll be in the quarterback room is empty, so we need so we need to fill it with somebody. So I, I need an undrafted guy too, and and let them go at it for like the the third spot or something. So. Give me three guys in the building. Yeah, the problem is you can't have three guys that don't know what they're doing, or even two. I mean, at some point you have to have a guy to come in and play if if the starter gets hurt. And, and so I get what you're saying. That was my mantra is I'll draft two of them and keep drafting two every year until we land one. The problem is that theory, that that idea, it, it don't work because you have to be married to a guy and develop them. And that means if you have two guys, hypothetically, let's just say because of knee injury, Hooker, and you know I'm a McKee guy. We draft McKee at at at, at 29, and we get Hendon Hooker in the third round. Say, Bam! And Hooker's ready to play. Let's just, this in this world. Right. Neither one of them's going to look good. They're going to come out, they're going to do some things. Some are going to look this way. Some, And until they're in the game and play 25 games, 
And so the point is you can only pick one. And even if you pick the wrong one, then after two years, you say, okay, we gave you a shot, McKee. Hey, Hooker, it's your turn. Now he's two years behind. You follow me? So mm-hmm. it, the idea of just drafting a new guy and throwing away the other guys before, and that's the problem. You draft a guy even like the Jets at five. Man, it's going to be two years before you can even draft another guy because you got to give a chance to see if he can play. You got to. And so what do you do, you know? Remember the Redskins approach, you know, years back when they drafted um, RG3 and they drafted Cousins in the same Dale, year? Dale, don't, don't dead name them, okay? You're dead naming the commanders right now. <laughs> the woke yeah. mob's going to come after you. And, and, well, it, it was the Redskins at this time. I, I, you're dead naming. You're dead naming. I'm just, I'm just being historically correct. That's all I'm doing. Caitlyn yeah. Jenner has always been Caitlyn Jenner. That's how the rules work now. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, he was a seventh round pick. I think, you know, like, what if they had him on their board as like a third round pick? And they're like, man, why not? Seventh round, you never know. And that's how it works out. But he's also, he kind of makes my point. He didn't play. He just sat there for a couple of years and he's like, okay, well, now we'll give you a shot. And I guess you can do that. The thing about Hendon Hooker, in my analogy, he's already going to be like 32 when he, you know, when he gets into the league next year. So by the time he gets a chance to start, it'll already be like 47. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, uh, mm-hmm. so you got to kind of, maybe if you just pick him on, you say, ah, we can give you a shot first. Cause you're so old, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe we should draft uh, Stetson Bennett because that way social security can pay half of his, his, like the contracts. You don't that have to pay the whole thing. Just the, the balance of it. I'm, yeah, I'm we'll we'll have to schedule idea. only early games though. He goes to bed pretty early from what I hear. <laughs> Yeah, I, I like this idea. This this helps with our cap and everything. I'm I'm good with this, Chris. Yeah, man. We go early to the buffet, and uh, <laughs> and you don't have to worry about him. You know, feeding himself. Yep. Yep. Anyway. Well, what, what did y'all think about the the coaches uh, that were hired? I know we we got a new defense coordinator, uh, defensive line coach, uh, tight ends coach. We, we we did some stuff. So, I mean, we're we'll we'll figure this out. Uh, hopefully what's obvious to me is that uh he's gone dennis allen has gone all in on himself he's bringing in his guys guys he knows guy he's he's worked with guy you know his crew he is he's had a chance to hire his people and that's where we're at it's if they win it's because dennis allen succeeded and his guys worked and if they lose terribly like they're gonna it's because of him all right well we'll wrap this up and we'll see you guys when we see you. <laughs> that was a great.